Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts certain because today we have sorry (laughs) sorry parkinson and i'm gonna love talking to her about metabolic health what is that we've talked about nutrition we've talked about uh, wellness we've talked about alternative options and eating but what is metabolic Uh, it goes down to the cellular level and that's what we need to concern ourselves with i'm thinking because we've touched the surface We've got to go deep brains so that we can change the uh, genomics and the genetics and the DNA, hopefully to stop all this, you know, trauma with food and dis-ease that turns into disease. Um, how to get our head around it. It's not easy. It takes work and it's a lifestyle change. So we're going to talk to Sari about that and so much more. Welcome to The Edge. How are you? Oh, hi, April. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm great. Great. Okay. Well, I love great. Tell my brains how you show up in the world and what you do. Well, how I show up in the world. I I help people, especially middle-aged ladies, uh, reclaim their health through diet and lifestyle coaching. And in particular, I'm really passionate about reversing the chronic disease that we all sort of um, end up confronted with as we age. Because even though we're all living longer, uh, not all of us end up with a great health span, you know, despite we all know to eat well and exercise more, but more and more of us are ending up uh, with diabetes and Alzheimer's disease, cancer, cardiovascular disease. These are all increasing, yet we all know what we're supposed to do. So, And losing your hair. <laughs> oh yeah well that too oh yeah um, it, it gets thinner it gets thinner so you know yours doesn't look like it is because i bought it <laughs> oh. <laughs> no no i have a i mean my afro used to be out here and now it's about this big uh but it's a part of the cycle it's a part of the evolution i mean i came here bald so yeah that's so true <laughs> going out bald is not going to be uh it's not going to be a big issue for me but it's a lot of self-esteem issues and a lot of things that you talked about uh the diseases that we are experiencing i'm hearing more and more that is internal it is also the mindset it's trauma it's other things that we've been through not just necessarily our diet when a woman turns a particular age and for some reason i don't know why it was 40 40 for me i had a meltdown 50 I felt rejuvenated and 60, I feel free. Wow. But Fabulous. it's settling into that and it's growing into that maturity and it takes a lot of work. How do you help your clients through your coaching and mentorship? Well, I guess that I try to help them prioritize what is important to them in terms of their own idea of what health and wellness is. So it's not about me sort of prescribing what I think they should do. Obviously, the science is there to to give us direction. But 
I want um, my clients to sort of have their own direction for where they want to go with their health. And it's my job to sort of walk alongside them to get them there. You know, the first things that, that people say is, oh, okay, well, I want to lose weight. Well, at a certain point in life, it's a little bit more difficult. You want to be, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, but you want to be healthy. You want to be strong. You want to be able to walk at least a city block. Yeah. Have a regular bowel movement. You want to be able to, uh, to deal with the changes that your body goes through mentally, physically, spiritually, when you go through the menopause, because there's no mm -hmm. pausing in that. Okay. That's a straight, straight shot there. Yeah. So as you look at all these different dynamics for all these different women, um, what are some suggestions that you may give us to, you know, to just kind of start to clear the slate and rebuild or build upon what is already existing? Well, I think what you said earlier about, um, you know, making sure that you can walk a certain distance and and have this good health. Um one of the key things is that as we age, we just naturally lose muscle. So I, I reckon one of the key things is actually building muscle, continuing to use it, like use it or lose it. Uh, you know, whether you're just lifting the sort of the um, the cans in the kitchen or doing some planks or anything simple at home, just doing anything to keep your muscle there. Because when the more muscle you get, the faster your metabolism is when you're at sleep, you burn more calories, you have less falls as you age. Um, they're definitely one of the keys there. And the other thing is really to watch your blood sugar. So every time we sort of carbohydrates or um, it sugars, your blood sugar spikes, we have to release insulin. And the more that this goes on, the less good we are at dealing with it. And that's the definition of what metabolic nutrition is. So metabolic, there is something called metabolic syndrome. So this is what many of us, without really knowing, especially when we reach middle age and we might have a bit more weight around us and it's harder to lose weight. So metabolic syndrome is a combination of five things. It's high blood pressure. Um, it's high triglycerides. It's low HDL cholesterol. Um, a little bit of weight around your tummy and insulin resistance. And when you've got a combination of these things, you're looking at a great, much greater risk of d chronic disease as you age. So keeping all those things. Well, hell, you you ticked off the boxes for everybody I know. <laughs> they, and they're... I was often realized. So I had sort of, um, I a few years back had this massive big growth in my uterus. It was about this big, like a big, you know, rock melon. Wow. You know, we didn't know if it was cancer or not. So so many women, you know, end up with fibroids. My, my periods were so heavy that I literally could not leave the house. I couldn't yeah. work these days. Um, and this is actually, turns out, one of the sort of symptoms of having, you know, this constant high blood sugar. Um, so it can affect us in sort of many ways. You know, little skin tags that you get all over you, um, mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I've... For me, just cutting out the carbs just really helped with um, so many things. I know, you know, but carbs are, I thought they were my friends. I'm trying new carbs. Oh, <laughs> well, that? I, well, I'm just, I'm trying to, um, to change them. 
So, you know, now I'll do a yellow rice or I'll use a jasmine rice and I will have less, but I love rice. I love potatoes. Yeah. So instead of having a white russet potato, uh, I'll have a sweet potato. I'm trying to get turned on to these purple yes. potatoes uh, right. and I will have less. Uh, bread, me and bread, I love it. Me so too. what I do is I don't deprive myself, but I'll have one piece because I was finding, I was having five to six pieces of bread a day. But it's so more. Yeah, well, you know, you have two pieces when you have an English muffin or you have a piece of toast. Then you have two pieces when you have lunch. Then you have a dinner roll. You, you don't really think about that unless you do a food journal. And a food journal, I can't emphasize enough, is um, <laughs> it's an eye opener. One day, sorry, I did a food journal. And I'm embarrassed to say, do you know how many things I put in my mouth? I'd love to know. Yeah, but it could be 45 things that are actually really good for you. Or but, it might but, be. Well, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. But I mean, 45, even that is an excess. You know, I, I don't need that. And I was counting like, you know, okay, I had a cup of coffee, uh, but then I'd have a piece of candy or I have a cookie. But I mean, I just kept doing that hand to mouth. And that's yeah. really dangerous. How do we break the habit? How do we well, really kind of look at it, assess it and say, you know what? Let me pump my brakes. Two things. First of all, we all need to acknowledge that change is really messy and that we're not going to be able to instantly, you know, you're not going to be able to go from having 45 yummy things in one day to like three days later. So not to be hard on yourself when you're trying to make changes to your diet. And you should be totally congratulated on reducing the amount of carbs you have. And lots of things can be carbs that we don't even think of, you know, like an apple or there's still carbohydrate. A lot of, whether it's fructose um, or whether it's, um, you know, the carbs in bread still turns into glucose in our body. So the other thing is, yeah, so change is messy, but it's not any of our fault that we can't stop eating this stuff because it tastes so good but in addition to that when we eat it it spikes our blood sugar you get this little high you get this rush of energy it hits your dopamine receptors in your brain and then your sugar plummets and so your body's going oh you've got to get some more you've got to get some more because we've got to be sort of at this even keel mm. all the time so then so this is the thing with carbs. It it's actually makes you want to crave them. And everything in our food is designed to make us. So if you keep it really natural, that's less likely to happen. What else, too, is watching television. Saturday. Oh, yeah. And I watched the television, and every commercial was food-oriented. Cheese yeah. and cream they and saucy, uh, convenient to go and get. Oh, how wonderful it is. I mean, you know, people are drooling and all that. And it's the psychology, is the psychology. So you have to really talk to yourself. That's what I do. I talk to my plate now. And I say, yeah. you know what? And, and instead of a plate, I've started eating in a bowl. Because, really? Yeah. And the reason is, is portion control. You know, your stomach is only this big, but <laughs> this is how much you put in. You're compressing it. You're suppressing it. You're not eliminating all of it. All of it is not healthy. I am not the person to be a vegetarian. And I have to also, I love fish, but you have to watch that too, because that will uh, wreak havoc on your cholesterol. People don't wow. Yeah, people really don't realize that. 
But is cholesterol really that bad? Do you know that that the studies show that those people that live the longest, and I'm no doctor, <laughs> uh, but they have the highest cholesterol. So, and even this good and bad cholesterol, it, it's not really as simple as that. One of the keys is keeping your triglycerides down. So I'm not a biochemist either, but if you keep your triglycerides as low as possible, um, you'll be doing a lot to look after your health. So when well, you don't- do you do that? How do you keep your triglycerides? Yeah, keep your, keep your diet as sort of whole as possible. So if you're going around and getting things that have been processed and they've had oils, mixed in with them so even you know if you even a rice crack you think oh well, it's just a rice cracker sometimes it's got some emulsifiers and oils in it and those things um can increase your triglycerides but if you're eating things as close to how they were when they were grown in nature um that's best but can i just with your point of your stomach's small and we can't and that you sort of we don't need to eat continuously an interesting thing is that when you eat protein and fat and not the carbs you will get to a point where literally you go oh my gosh I can't eat anything else so if you were to put two steaks on your plate um you know or lamb chops and you just sat down to eat that unlike with sort of carbs and things and salads and yummy stuff right um you'll get to a point with that where you're you literally can't put another you know mouth a, a spoonful in your mouth Whereas with all the sugars, with all the sweet stuff, and even if it's not sugars, even if it's just sort of like a, a Thai salad, but it's got the brown sugar and it's got all that yummy stuff, you could just right. keep eating it. Right. Oh, yes. Because it's good to the palate, but your palate will change as well. You won't require yes. that. You know, it'll be like, mm, I know I was watching my mother as she transitioned and I was looking at the things that she extracted. My mother loved sweets. Oh my goodness, ice cream, cookies, cakes. That was her thing. And it got to the point where she said, it starts to sting my tongue, baby. She says, I don't want that. Really? And she could tell, you know, here in the United States is uh, the food I, I believe is really an impactor. You know, in yeah. other countries, it's more farm to table. Here it is come out of, you know, come out of your mother uh yeah. went there let me inject you with some antibiotics let me inject you with some steroids so that you grow quick and fat plump then we'll kill you then yeah. we'll leave you uh there for five or six days then we'll send you to the packing company then we'll send you to somebody's house then we'll freeze you then we'll cook you then we'll eat you <laughs> you know so it's you know yeah that's a that's a whole month month and a half and the cycle repeats itself and so we don't pay attention to that i always get on this um this thing about packaging fat free salt free gluten free that's a marketing strategy too how yes. free is it there has to be some sort of preservatives i'm really now looking at reading labels and my uh, my pantry is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, instead of getting canned vegetables, I get frozen vegetables. Yeah. Uh, instead of getting packaged gravies, I make my own gravy. I made some gravy today, girl. It was oh, crazy. that's good. You know, but I still, there's like cornbread. I just absolutely um, love it. So what I have to learn is to eat that in moderation. So yeah, exactly. did you have a weight concern or health concern that uh, sent you in this direction? 
Yeah, I've had a few over the years. Uh, I mean, ever since I was sort of young, I tended to put on weight pretty easily. So I was through high school, you know, I was one of those sort of people always cutting calories and telling myself not to eat fat and stuff like that. Um, and then, so I've always had to manage my weight, but when I got into my mid forties, I just, I just put on weight and I couldn't shift what, what worked for me before, which was just, oh, I'm just going to cut out lots of food. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to exercise more. That was not working. So I had to do this massive, big, deep dive. Um, and then I did finally lose sort of 17 kilos and I've now kept it off pretty effortlessly. So but also I had a lot of um, absorption problems with B12 and I was getting brain fog and like it's when you're low in B12, it's a bit like having dementia. <laughs> so you sometimes say the wrong word. So that I was having, you know, monthly B12 injections and constant assessments with that. But in the end, I removed some things from my diet and now I can absorb it well. Well, some of my friends here go down to Mexico and they get the B12 and they they say they feel fabulous and they lose the weight because it's speeding right. up metabolism. Yeah. But, you what? know, my thing I know is... That, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. See, so I've heard that the shots into you, you know, that's not quite necessarily the same natural B12 as if you're getting oh, I'm it. I'm sure it's not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's not. But you, we talked about hair. We talked about skin. Uh, we have to talk about our teeth. We have to talk about our hearing. And, oh, hearing. and you know, blood pressure. Yes. Stress will affect things that you don't even realize. And sometimes you don't even realize how stressed you truly are. That's right. Because you're on automatic. Yesterday, yeah. I had the best day. Nice. I took my yoga mat out to the beach. And I went out there with some great music. And I sat out there and I walked on the sand. And I dug my feet down as far as they could go. And I just had a great meditation. And when I came home, do you know, I know that it reduced so much electromagnetic fields from my body because my feet are still tingling, are really? still tingling from the extraction of that. I got some fresh seaweed from the sea. Okay. I came home, I guess, I ground it up and I put it in my plants. That is a natural fertilizer like no other. Yeah, totally. And I came home and I slept. I think I slept almost the whole day. So it's self-care. It's like, it's a blessing to be able to live in a beautiful place like you live or I live and to go and enjoy outdoors. It's a beautiful thing to be able to get up in the morning and open your eyes and walk and sing and, and look at yourself and have that I am conversation. There's so many things that we can do. And all these things connect at a cellular level. Wouldn't you, uh, wouldn't you agree, Sorry? Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, the things like getting in natural daylight, like I believe that we as humans are given this body for a certain reason, that every part of us is designed for a certain, in a certain way for a certain reason. So getting the sunlight, into your eyes, into the receptors, into your eyes, that sends a, a message to every other cell in your brain and body. And there's all these downstream effects. And so similarly, when you put your feet onto the sand or onto the grass, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, and I also believe that while science is amazing and it's informed us in so many ways, there is so much that we still don't know. We're still learning. So 
you know, a lot of good stuff that we instinctively know works for us and feels better, like time in nature and, and standing with bare feet. Sometimes there's just not the science yet that's there to really show us what's happening, but it feels good. It was so good because it was a stabilizer. I mean, I didn't feel, you know, how when you're doing a yoga pose or whatever, you get wobbly. I wasn't wobbly. I was embedded in the earth. And, and I'm telling you, it was mind blowing. I was like, I should go out there again today, but then I didn't want to be greedy. <laughs> oh, no, but you see, I think, you know, like it's abundant. It's, it's endless. This is the natural flow of energy in, in the world. And, you know, like if I haven't been outside and put my bare feet on the grass, but for me, somehow grass is, you know, the real key. Um, but even in terms of your sort of your your posture as you age, you know, you get so much feedback through your feet and through your body. And even if we practice things that we used to do as infants, like crawling or getting on our um, hands and knees, just crawling a little bit and reaching up to a table, we're sort of reinstilling a lot of those neural pathways and that, you know, we sort of have forgotten about. Well, this was funny and it was uh, like yeah. I was with uh, some kids <laughs> and I needed a massage. Uh, like, oh, come on, Miss April, come roll down the hill with us. I said, roll down the hill with you. Do you know I laid down there and rolled down the hill and my body felt like it had been realigned? I know. And we just don't play enough as adults. Like, like we're sort of, and the school system, I mean, yes, they sort of have sport in there. I mean, that's why I love these sort of, you know, schools in the bush idea. Um but, you know, we're just, it's school. They teach us from what, the age of three or four, you know, we're going to sit at the desk now and do this. So, right. And that's what we do all day is sit at the desk. I bought a little peddler. Uh, ah. When I'm editing, you know, at least I'm still moving because right. everything gets, you know, it gets stuck and combobulated and you get inflammation. Good tip. And, I, I heard that. Yeah. Inflammation is the sign of problems. And yep. we only think of inflammation when we look at that belly fat or the chin or up under here, this, that, and the other. But you don't realize what is really swollen inside of your body. And people can have this weight and not be inflamed. And it is possible to be metabolically healthy and to have a little bit more coverage. You know, some people can be have interior well-being and really good health, even if they've got more flesh on them so sorry what do your clients have to look forward to as they work with you I think it's really about um follow as I said before you know following their own goals for their health and doing it step by step with support where they don't you know you've got to take the pressure out and you've really got to find what the reason for doing something is and once you know your why and you've got a vision of what your future can be. So if you have the vision that your future could be playing with your grandchildren, um, dying peacefully in your bed at the grand old age of, you know, like 99 uh, versus living in hospital, you know, um, unable to breathe on drips. Um, yeah. That's but also difficult. stimulating your mind, activating your mind, keeping it busy, uh, listening, Great sex, April, all women. And, you know, this this story that we sort of can't, um, you know, that as you get past a certain age, you don't like sex anymore or that you don't Shoot, need Are you kidding me? I think my libido got ramped up. 
<laughs> exactly. But, you know, like mainstream medicine over the decades, where it's been sort of male dominated, they'll have us believe that, um, you know, oh, older women, like out there in the dating world, you know, it's fact some men avoid dating older women because they think we're not up for it. Well, they're missing a treat because this is experience. It may not be the rodeo <laughs> that, that that you once rode on, but let me tell you, it's a, it's a luxury ride, baby. So don't get yourself don't get yourself confused. Don't because a, a mature woman knows what she wants. We're yeah. creative. We're innovative. It's not the same thing. Even I have a, a couple of friends of mine in their eighties, you know, and she yeah. said that she said that sex is amazing. Mm. She said it may not be the traditional way that people thought. But it's the intimacy, sex and the orgasm is in the mind. So I'm glad mm -hmm. that you brought that up because there's no shame in that. And there's so many women that have been deprived and depriving themselves of, you know, what God wants us to have. And that's pleasure. Now, there's been trauma. There's been abuse. I get all of that. But that's not going to always be the situation. Self-gratification. There's absolutely nothing wrong with self-gratification either. If you yeah. don't know how to turn the blender on, it ain't going to never work. <laughs> I just think also, you know, like I was saying before, you are designed, we're designed. And, and when you have an orgasm, I think what science hasn't really shown yet, but but like meditation where science is giving us evidence, I believe that an orgasm is really good for us at a cellular level. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the way you can feel like the things it does to you that are sort of almost inexplicable, when you've got that sort of energy coursing through every cell. Um, so so that's another thing that I like to do with the ladies that I see is sort of look at every aspect of their well-being, you know, not just their diet or weight loss or anything like that. Right. And, you know, their finances. People don't realize how that thing called money can just ruin everything for you. Stress, so, yeah, so, yeah, money. So stress. don't, yeah, stress, money, relationships, you lie to your partner, you hide, you sneak, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to look at yourself in the mirror, take in the reflection and make the correction. So let's ask you some fun questions, sorry. Okay, oh, I, I'm, I'm not used to being put on the spot, okay. okay well, I'm gonna put the spotlight on you. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be and why? Um, well, oh, all I can think of is my, uh, my cast iron pan <laughs> because it cooks my steak. Um, and I just love it and it's hot and it's strong and it's solid and fiery. <laughs> well, go on with yourself, strong, hot and solid. I think I'd be the refrigerator. Oh, cool out and chill. <laughs> oh, nice. If you were a flower in the garden, oh. what flower would you be? Well, you see, I keep the my favorites just keep coming to mind. So my favorite is a freesia, and it's just really um, potent, and the perfume is really, really strong. It's not probably the most beautiful, but it's wild, and it just pops up when you least expect it, and, you, and, and for a short amount of time. So you've really got to sort of appreciate it while it's around <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a like a good man i appreciate it yeah. yeah if you were a car what car would Ooh. you be Ooh. 
Oh gosh, I'm not really good with my cars. Um, well, I drive a really boring, solid, uh, trusty, big vehicle. What would I drive if I was car? If I were a car, a vintage something 1960s. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm sorry with my models. Corvette, I can't. A Corvette, a Jaguar, something sleek. Yeah, Jaguar. Oh, yeah, like a Jaguar. That'd be good. Like yeah. a, a, like a, yeah, Bristol Green, maybe. Something a bit classic. Exactly. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I have no idea. Hmm. Horse? <laughs> the horse? Why? You like horses. Oh, well, I do like horses. Uh, they're tall, like me, and they're quite strong. They're a lot more elegant and uh, uh, graceful than I am. But they're very, uh, they're sort of very reliable and they're very stoic. And, um, and you know, we haven't, we wouldn't have got anywhere in the society without horses. No. Nope. The nope. ages. No. Nope. Mm -hmm. And they're very kind and compassionate and they, um, uh, yeah, and, you know, they're really mistreated a lot, but yeah. they still strive to sort of serve, really. Well, I'd be the party animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to rock out. Absolutely. And in yeah. closing, sorry, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered for and to who oh. what? Well, as a speechy, I, I know and I hope that a lot of those kids that I used to work with to help with their literacy, um, I just hope that they can remember me for boosting their self-esteem when they didn't, you know, really have that. And I would love to have changed people's health trajectory so that they can live a strong, long life because there's only small tweaks you have to take to really improve your health and it's not that complicated and you just need the right support yeah and you need to be disciplined that's mm. that's me but you, know, it's hard to, you need a bit so but that's where the coaching comes in because you need some support a bit of accountability being reminded uh what your goal is where you want to be absolutely well i think that you are absolutely fantastic you are wild and free and strong and sleek and thin and just a wonderful wonderful human being thank you for your dedication to Thanks, everyone that you serve uh it's very important brains that we've got to take it back and we can do that we can do that you know in the united states i still say we we've got a, a problem we've got an obesity epidemic all the way down to your children and what scares me mostly is that children don't even want to try. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. You have yeah. to let it touch your palate. So be creative with your children. Grow a garden. Help Take them with you and don't just put the device in front of your face. Tell them totally. all of these things. What could we try? Let's try a new recipe. Bring them in the kitchen. That way you can teach them mathematics. And food and eating is a meditation. Be good to yourself. Thank yeah. you so much, Sorry. I appreciate you. Brains. Oh, pleasure. Thanks, April. Let me turn it right side up. 
Uh, thank you so much, Brains. I need you to go in and love, like, share, and subscribe. Love, like, share, and subscribe. Take note to those five things that uh, Sorry said uh, as to really what metabolic health is because those are things that the doctor is going to give you a test for immediately, all the time. Pay attention to those numbers so that you can live a long, productive life. Thank you. Have a good day, Brains. Thank you. Bye. Bye.